podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Wisden Ashes Daily Podcast, brought to you by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. What a day of Test cricket, what a day of Ashes cricket. We really have been sport this summer. England's golden summer looks set to continue when they reduced Australia to 35 for three and then 122 for eight. Then Steve Smith paid one of the all-time great Ashes innings, taking the Aussies to what is surely a more than competitive score. I'm Yazran, and this evening I'm joined by Wisden's Taha Hashim. But first, on the phone with us at Edge Baston, the editor-in-chief of Wisden Cricket Monthly magazine, Phil Walker. Phil, let's start with Smith. Just put into words how brilliant that 100 was. Uh, right, well, Stephen Smith, first of all, uh, this is the Ashes that's returned, which means that we've returned to watching Stephen Smith. But uh, I found it uh, beguiling, confusing and... Uh, and thrilling in its own peculiar way. Uh, people consume Steve Smith however they like. They, you can, you can watch a pool. You can be baffled by Steve Smith, or you can be uh, enthralled by the way that he does it. I, I found myself uh, slap bang in the latter camp tonight. Um, it's literally just ten minutes after after he finally walked off for 144. Uh, they were. Let's just put this into numbers. They were 120, 122 for eight. When Peter Seale joined Smith, Smith was on no more than 30-odd. He ended up with 144. Um, It was like, it was like in my mind's eye, it it felt almost like you were watching a player from a distant old age, from almost the 19th century. There was a kind of, like, elemental element to to this inning. Steve Smith bats in a way that nobody else does in the modern game. Steve Smith ensures that he's there for the next ball, come what may. And he, he reminded me today, in my imagination, of one of these old old professionals, old 19th century professionals, you know, who kind of went round, round the orchards and, and private acres of rural England, ensuring that he got paid by scoring runs. And this is, there is something magical about the way that Steve Smith does it. Uh, and and I, found, I found it quite rousing today. However, of course, England will be absolutely sick that they've, that they've let them off the hook. As I say, 122 yeah. for eight, 280 odds all out um, by the close. Uh, and this series is alive. And Steve Smith, well, we'll be watching him bat in our dreams and our nightmares and, and, until the end of time. You know I like stats. So here are a few numbers for you. So Smith averages over 62 in test cricket after 65 tests. In his last 51 tests, he averages 72. 72. He's not played a test in 18 months. It was like he was never away. He averages 10 more than Virat Kohli and Kane Williamson. 14 more than Joe Root. Uh, To paraphrase Mark Nicholas, given the moment, given the atmosphere, that was one of the great innings. Um, But how much did England... Yeah, go on. I I, I love the way that he almost physically collapsed when he brought up the 100 as well. You could see... You could see the body sag. You could see the uh, the legs almost buckle underneath him as the full weight of what, what he'd achieved. Uh, and there was a cathartic element, of course, to this as well as the full weight of it began just to fall off his shoulders. And, and uh, you could see it in his face as well. It, 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 anybody who appreciates greatness and anybody who recognises just how viciously demoralising this game can be, and anybody who has a sort of scintilla of compassion to someone who's, who's made a bad mistake and come back uh, having owned up, recognised uh, what, what, they've, what they've done and 
the Oval, which really got his career going. He, he averages 90 in the first innings uh, of Test cricket across 56 Test matches. He is the only player in Test cricket uh, who can who can tap Bradman on the shoulder and ask him what it's like up there. He is the only player out there. Uh, powerful stuff, extraordinary. And yeah. the series, the series is alive. Absolutely, the is alive. absolutely. Um... But how much did England miss Anderson today? He was forced off with a recurrence of a car strain. He only bowled four overs. Uh, and as well as Broad and Wokes bowled, they had to do a lot of bowling in the afternoon session. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's huge, isn't it? Um, it, it questions might need to be asked, possibly. He was past fit this week. He's obviously been uh, dogged by this, this calf injury for, for much of the summer. He was past fit. And that, that assessment lasted less than 45 minutes of day one of the Ashes. Um, <laughs> Uh, that's a question maybe for the, the medical staff to consider in due course. But however you look at it, it's a huge blow for England. If, if as we fear, this will be his test match done. Um, uh, Chris Wokes, I thought, bowled excellently today at least, certainly up until the last hour when, when Smith was dominant. Um, and he now becomes perhaps the key component of, mm. of Joe Root's attack. You know, Broad was, Broad was impressive with the, the new ball. Sheer force of personality enabled him to uh, to get two leg before decisions. Uh, <laughs> and Alan Darth raised finger on on a rather different day than the umpires. I think it's probably fair yeah, to say. yeah. Joe Wilson uh, just needed a hug at the end of the day. He looked he looked shot. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. cheers cheers for that, Phil. Great speaking to oh, you as we ever. Done already, yeah? yeah, we are. We are. Yeah, it's well it's done, a short. Man. We're doing short ones for the Ashes, Phil. Of course. All right. <laughs> get me on again. Absolutely. <laughs> Chat to you soon. All right. Cheers, Phil. Bye. Feels like a while ago, but England did bowl brilliantly up top to her. Alison Cook said before the test that when it comes to an Ashes test at Edgebaston, you just pick Stuart Broad and you forget everything else. You disagreed with him, but (laughs) has Broad won you over today? I feel like a a bit of an idiot today, definitely. Um, So before before this test match, um, us Worcester writers submitted our first 11s from the 14-man squad. I left out Stuart Broad. I thought, you know, if Joffre Arch is fully fit, you get him in there. Um, if Arch is not fit, you get Ollie Stone because uh, more he's more of a like-for-like replacement. Yeah, and I'm a bit of an idiot, really, and it's Stuart Broad. Well, we've got to acknowledge that. It's Stuart Broad's summer begins now, really, doesn't he? He wasn't at the World Cup, so he's been building towards this f- for, for months now, and he looked up for it, and, of course, you know, he bowled. He had that Stuart Broad thing where, you know, you just get on the legs roll. were pumping. Yeah, exactly. The legs were pumping, Edge Baston, the crowd's behind him. And he went and did his thing before, of course, Steve Smith it was, intervened. It was a very quick spell. It's the fullest opening spell he's ever bowled in Test cricket, according to Crickviz. And also, it struck me that he and England had a very clear plan to bowling at Warner. Basically, don't give him any room yeah. at all. And they should have got him out on the first ball that Broad bowled. Uh, we won't get too much into the reviews and non-reviews today, folks, but... That was the first one. He he was excellent. That was the best we've seen Broad bowl in the Test Arena for quite a while. Yeah, I mean, that's his first five for in over a year. And of course, he's had... It wasn't, it wasn't the best winter, right? He, you know, he didn't play much in Sri Lanka. You know, West, it, it seemed coming to the summer that, you know, Stuart Broad's maybe not first choice. And that's not much of a controversial view anymore. But today he had his day. Yeah, that he did that thing, which Stuart Broad does. And Chris Wokes was superb too. Uh, I found it amazing that today was his first home... Ashes test appearance since his test debut at the Oval six years ago. Uh, I I'm I can't believe he's thirty. To me, he's 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 the one who's going to take over from Anderson and Broad. But he's now thirty himself. Um, and today was almost a day where he really he's been pivotal to England's ODI side for a long time. He's done it in home test matches before, but I don't think he's really done it 
with the ball in a big test match. Well, he's done well at home, but you know what I mean. It was it was a glimpse into into life after Anderson, really, wasn't it? Because of course Anderson was uh, he left the field with a with a, with a tight calf, which is which is a worrying sign. But then you know w- Wokes and, and Broad stood up, and he was very good against left-handers as well. He did over Matthew Wade, a man who you don't think will make the end of the series. Um, I have not categorically said that. No, I mean he didn't. He didn't impress today. I went to the the Australia versus Australia warm up fixture and was mightily impressed by Manus Labuschagne, who hit a forty one. But it was a very very impressive forty one when wickets were tumbling around him. And Matthew Wade didn't really impress me in that match. But of course, you like, you like Labuschagne. I, I I do like. Labuschagne. Are we surprised that Labuschagne didn't play today? I'm not surprised. I mean, the, the reports that were coming out were that Matthew Wade was going to play, and and you know he's really impressed in first-class cricket back in Australia. But of course, this is a completely different environment. And today, I mean, he'll be disappointed with the way he got out. Um, and the selection of Siddle, he's, he's scored a really, really crucial 40-odd. Um, but were you surprised that he was in the side ahead of Hazelwood and Starker wearing bibs on a bench on the yeah, side? Yeah, I think, I think props to the Aussies for, for taking that selection because it's, it's a gutsy call, of course. Mitchell Stark... Uh, Josh Hazelwood, Pat Cummins, Nathan Lyon. That was what Australia's series win uh, against England in Australia was built upon. Um, but if you look at the way England, I, I was talking to Ben Gardner, Wisdom's Ben Gardner, about this the other day. Um, the way Australia approached the 2015 Ashes when they had, you know, Stark, Johnson, Hazelwood. And of course, Hazelwood's quite a light line and length bowler, but it was really about going with pace. But you don't need to do that in England. And Peter Siddle is... He's been around the block and he's played a lot of carry cricket as well. Um, I think that's a shrewd selection. I'm not just saying that because he got runs today with the bat, by the way. Um, I, I'm quite impressed with that. Isn't, isn't Hazelwood just a, a quicker Siddle? He averaged 25 with the 2015 Ashes. He's a line yeah. led bowler. He was rested <laughs> from the World yeah. Cup for the Ashes and now he's not even playing in the Ashes. Yeah, that was. it must not feel very good to be Josh Hazelwood right now. But at the same time, like, like I said, when I, when I went to that warm-up fixture and, and the people that impressed me, Peter Siddle was... Very impressive that day. I really, yeah, massive props to the Aussies because that is a gutsy call. So on on Steve Smith's hundred, uh, more from an, Phil spoke uh, wonderfully from an Australian perspective, from Steve Smith's perspective. It was a brilliant innings, but from an English perspective, could England have done anything different? They had Australia 122 for eight. Get them out for 140. You are well on top in the Test match. And now Australia more than doubled their score, and they're in a great position. Yeah. I know Anderson was injured, yeah. but could England have done anything different? Well, it's a combination of things, right? Like. England bowled really well, but then obviously with Anderson away, they didn't have that third guy. Like Ben Stokes got Pat Cummins out, but he didn't bowl he didn't, well he today. Did, yeah, he? and didn't offer that control that Anderson w- would offer to sort of maybe frustrate Smith. And then there's obviously the fact that Smith is just sort of possessed in like the way he was batting. You know, he was he was into the pool shot before the ball. You know, the ball's been released, and it was. An astonishing innings. I mean, Phil's gone on about it enough. <laughs> I do it just yeah. a bit. Moe and Ali bowled. 13 overs, 142. I thought he looked good. Could England have used him more, particularly after Anderson's injury? Um, they could. I mean, again, I'll just put it down to the fact that I think Steve Smith was just something else today. I mean, it was just astonishing. I mean, they could have used Moeen Ali and he bowled all right. He got, you know, he did get the breakthrough of Peter Siddle. But they even used the leg spin of Joe Denley as well. And, you know, they tried different things, but sometimes you've got to just put your hands up and say, well played. What, what about the pitch? So England did reduce Australia 122 for eight. Was it a 122 for eight pitch or was it a pitch where you can get 150 or more for your last two wickets? 
because it looked quite slow. It, you know, towards the end of that Steve Smith in, innings, it was, it was like watching England bowl at Melbourne and Perth and Sydney in that last yeah. Ashes test. And, and then it, it became, you know, like the right arm seamers exactly, sort of just going exactly. through the... 85 and, miles per hour. And you were missing that one guy who'd kind of just... You were missing that Joffre Archer, Ollie Stone. Not, not, trying, quick, to, not, not trying to go back to my, <laughs> my selection for the first test. But yeah, no, I, I get what you mean. But then again, you could just put that, the slowness of the pitch down to, the, down to tired legs, really. Yeah. Just from a personal point of view, Smith's brilliant, Broad brilliant, Wokes brilliant. My moment of the day was Roy Burns' push <laughs> into mid-wicket for three. Yeah, you did really enjoy that. I really you? did, <laughs> I really did. It was, uh, I know, he's, he's, how many balls he faced? He's only faced four balls, but I thought he genuinely looked really assured. Yeah. He, he didn't look like a man who was nervous. I'm sure he was nervous, but he didn't look like last week affected him too much. He looked yeah. quite assured against Cummins. And Pattinson. Um, so I will end, we'll end today's show with uh, a little, little prediction. What, what do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think I will back up your appraisal of Rory Burns and say that he's going to get 50 something. Okay. And I think I'm just making stuff up now, really. And I, I reckon England that's will get. That's what predictions are. Yeah, that, that, that's a fair point. Yes. I reckon England will get 250 and set up a really good test match. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I, I'm going for... It's, I, this is the hopeless optimist in me. I, I think Burns is going to get runs tomorrow. I, just, I, I want Burns to get runs yeah, tomorrow. Yeah, I, I could tell when you yeah. when you celebrated that shot through mid yeah. Yeah, you, 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 you do want it to get Well, runs. folks, this has been the first of our daily podcast through the Ashes series. We're going to be getting these up as soon as possible at the close of play. Um, so if you haven't already, subscribe. And thank you for listening to the Wisdom Ashes Daily Podcast brought to you by Travel Bag, creating holidays packed full of exciting memories since 1979. See you next time. Sports Social Podcast Network.